Welcome to Inside Swindon Support with top guests and top tips. Hi, welcome to another episode of Insights here on the Net Support Stand, live from Bet 2024. I'm delighted to welcome another guest onto the show here. And uh, today we have Ivan Langton, who worked at the Sultan School in Muscat in Oman. How's your journey been over? Are you all right? Yeah, it's an interesting journey. Um, it's an eight-hour flight, uh, which is one way, uh, you know, non-stop, so it's good. But um, yeah, I had a little bit of a hiccup in my hotel. So oh dear. when I was arriving, I wasn't sure where I was going to be standing just around the corner. So that was a little bit stressful. But yeah, journey itself, I'm really good. Enjoyed it. And how about the sort of things you've been seeing around the uh, the show? Anything of interest or any sort of... Uh, highlights? Yeah, the key area for me is that, um, you know, we're a Microsoft school um, and I'm trying to get everything to be streamlined through Teams. Mm -hmm. So any discussions I'm having with platforms is is a desire and a need, one, to be able to like push it through Teams. So, you know, my, my staff and the um, kids all know that they go to Teams first and foremost, and then if they jump to another platform, We've got a, a, a one one place to launch from, so there's been a few that have been really useful for that. And also, actually, here to be honest, um, don't want to big up net support, but the fact that they also have their UI in Arabic is really handy for our school because we have a, an Arabic staff contingent which we don't want to alienate. It's really interesting you mentioned that. So, if you wanted to find out more about that, uh, I was talking about uh, classroom.cloud, which has got localization for uh, all sorts of places around the world. But it's interesting you mentioned that because, like. Contextuality is, is super important, and uh, you know any school that we work with or I work with with my other hats on and sort of things as well. You know, being mindful of, 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 of the, the, the locality is super important because whilst a lot of similar things will work in certain schools, being mindful of that context is really important. So, diving into that, Ivan, working in a, a, in a Muslim school in, in a country like Oman, how you work in schools around the world, right? Yeah. So, how, what, what what sort of pressures do you find in your school? Well, the interesting thing is, so I've um, I've done Spain, Italy, China, and now I'm in Oman. And obviously, this is the first country which is um, a significant uh, guiding of the country is a religion. So you mm. have to be very, very culturally aware and culturally sensitive to how you deliver content, the content you deliver, and how you engage with your students. You know, um, and kids are pretty much kids throughout the world, but you know the 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 religion is, is like ingrained in their society to mm. a different level. So your conversations that you have with your students, you're very mindful all the time to make sure that you, um, you know, you, you don't say something that could be offensive or upsetting to them. And, um, and again, it's all still about making sure that you develop a good, strong bond with your, your pupils so they're happy and confident to talk to you. So I've had a very good education from my students about the Muslim culture, Islam, the Quran, etc., etc., and they have been guiding me on about the appropriate way we can discuss certain things. So that's been really interesting because I teach IB Digital Society, yeah. which is a brand new course, and we're looking about how we use technology across the world and the impact it has. So some of the conversations can be quite interesting yeah. within that framework. Some quite tasty conversations as well. We, we talked off camera about one. Probably the best not to talk about that now. But you know, that cultural sensitivity is, is so important. I share the story, which I don't mind sharing. I, I was presenting once uh, in Dubai, 
and uh, I was talking about infrastructure. I shared this story with you, didn't I? And, yeah, you did, uh, yes. <laughs> and I said, don't build, when it comes to infrastructure, you know, it's really important to sort of line up your dots and get it all working correctly. And then to an, an audience in Dubai, I said, it's all about not building your house on sandy land, which obviously was not the best of things to do, obviously. Yes. So being mindful of that context I say, is, is absolutely key. Are there any other sort of um, takeaways about working with your colleagues? Because you'll have, certainly have some expats to work with. Yeah, we things. do. Um, but you obviously have some locals you work with as well. Ha, ha, any sort of insights into how you make that work? Yeah, well, the, the Sultan School, um, yeah, even the name, is, is very important. It's been around since 1977. Um, the whole point of the school was to um, develop a, an international and national curriculum for the students. So they got a flavour of like uh, the, the IGCSE, uh, the IB, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But running through all of that was the Armani culture, and you know, um, therefore, we have a, a massive cohort of Arabic staff who teach the Arabic curriculum alongside a, a, an English curriculum. So, for us, for me, because I'm like the digital literacy coordinator, I'm trying to engage a community whose uh, English is their second language. And so, I have to find ways to communicate how to use our tools effectively within, uh, within the um, Arabic staff. So that's been, that's been a challenge. And um, fortunately, AI has really helped me with that because Google Translate, bless it, isn't the best in English to Arabic. But ChatGPT4, I don't know why, but so far it's been on the mark. So every message I send out email-wise or any posts I do on um, Yammer about EdTech, yeah. I then translate it to Arabic use that very clever tool which is switched right to left yeah. and I just get a check by an Arabic member of staff and then send that email out, a message out. So I'm engaging them in their own, I've been inclusive, yes. which is really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a, a, a conversation that's happened a lot here at BET actually with other guests on Insights has been around universal design for learning and a core tenet of that is making sure that the resources, whether at digital or other, you know, provide accommodations so that all people can access the contents and that goes just the same for when you're working with training colleagues yeah. just as it does for how you're working with young people in the classroom. It's interesting you talked about AI, we had another nice conversation off air actually uh, about your use of ChatGPT. Uh, yeah. I wondered if you could um, sort of share some examples for how you found that useful in your role. Um, you talked about sort of, uh, references and other things yeah. as well. How are you using it and how is it useful? So yeah, so um, you know, we get into our job, I think, because we, we get excited about new technology, don't we? So, yeah. you know, as soon as uh, ChatGPT became a buzzword, I sort of jumped on board that bandwagon just to see what it could do. And being in an international school, we, we write or requested university references, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they're, they're quite time consuming to write. Yeah. And, you know, you want, it, you want it to be worded well and worded correctly. But actually, to be able to pull, get a student to send me all the information about themselves in bullet format, and then me to write everything I know about them in sort of in the bullet format as well, and give that to ChatGPT and say, "Can you write this into a university reference?" I'm just going to pop that round there a second. Oh, there no worries. Go. Cool. cool. Sorry. So you can have a university reference created very, very quickly. It's really time saving, yeah. and then you can tweak it, and also the speed at which it types. <laughs> You know, is 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 amazing. So that was the first sort of like area I sort of delved into. Um, another area, and you know, foundation subjects. 
the first report in the window, you don't really know your kids that well. Yeah. And yeah. when you're writing like a two or three lines about you know your thirty IT students in year nine, you usually stuff usually get pulled up a lot for like your reports are really similar. You know, do you really have any kids? Or yeah. you know, yeah. why are they all the same? So with ChatGPT, what it can do is it can take a report and it can rewrite it for you in it. Saying similar things, but in a different way. So it can be those variations, right? Exactly, different variations. So it doesn't seem like there's like a whole massive cut and paste. And then you can tweak it. And then also check to make sure, you know, the name's correct, the gender's correct, et cetera, et cetera. So it removes that extra tier of proofreading, et cetera, that goes through. And that's just two really simple uses. There are, you know, uh, now that ChatGPT4 can analyze PDFs, yeah. You can give it a PDF of a chapter of a book or a topic. It will generate Cornell notes for you. It will do like summaries. You can do exit quizzes. And like those multiple choice wrong answers are so hard to generate. Yeah. And it doesn't perform. You know, obviously there's a, a need to check to make sure it hasn't hallucinated. But the time it saves you gives you more time to think about how am I going to deliver my lessons? What's the content of my guest lessons be like? Because the resources have been produced a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really, really helpful. And um, the next thing is now to engage the teaching population in our school to embrace AI and not be fearful of that. So we've done that using, it's called Viva Engage. Yeah. So I've just set up communities within there and invited staff to join. And then what I do is I just post um, it's like, like Twitter. So yeah. I just I just steal people's places from Twitter <laughs> and put it onto our internal one and then staff get involved that way. And we also jumped on the old um, image prompt bandwagon. Yeah. So yeah, I generate yeah, yeah. a prompt, you know, it could just be paper cut or it could be cute animals and get staff to try and use you know, Adobe Firefly or Dali or Microsoft Designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what images they get just so they start using that interface, start buying into that use of interface. Cool. We had a conversation earlier about sort of raising teacher confidence, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. And so playing, and, and we know the importance of tinkering, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, playing with it, you know, making little Lego mini figures of yourself or fun yeah. pops of yourself and yeah. those sort of things help raise the bar there. Of course it does. <clears throat> and also, you know, post COVID, you know, I've, I've been trying to do ICT development, cross curricular stuff with staff for years, and there's always those naysayers. I'm not going to touch technology. Yeah. Don't have to do with it. I'm happy with my world. COVID just blew that apart where they had to use technology. Yeah, right it broke everything. down those barriers. It removed a lot of fears. So now we've got a, like, at least we've got that hurdle. And now when we introduce something, they're less reticent, yeah, which yeah. is really good. Brilliant stuff. I'll, I'll jump into one little thing. Yeah. Because um, I, I love that you were doing the uh, low stakes quizzing and what we'll have you using ChatGPT. If you tried asking it to, um, as a Microsoft school, um, you've got access to Microsoft Forms. Did yeah. you know you can ask it to generate the Excel file that you can actually then upload into Forms? Did you know that? See, that was the interesting one because I couldn't find, now that I know that it did Excel uploads. So I was doing it for um, Blookit, you yeah. know. So I, I've got the CSV for Blookit and yeah. then I said, can you generate a CSV with these headings? Yeah. And it did that. So I was able to import it into Blookit. But, and I was getting really frustrated. I was going, where's the CSV import for Microsoft Forms? They so won't do it all for you. Maybe on your prompt, say, okay, now you've done the quiz, create a file for me that I can upload to Microsoft Forms. 
nice. it then generates the file for you. You download that and then you pop it into forms yourself. Nice, yeah. That's I did the process. I did a copy and paste into Word and then did, uh, you know, import this Word one into forms and it worked quite well. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that you know that exit quiz built within two or three minutes. It's just amazing, and the kids really love it because you can embed it into a, a PowerPoint now. So at the end of your slideshow, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got that little quiz, and as they answer it, once they've finished answering it, you just click through the slide and see straight away what they have and haven't understood, and you get that real quick feedback. Yeah, and then it's recorded as well, so you've got that data for yeah. later on. And that's something so important as well. We think about the hat, uh, research from Hattie. You know, feedback should be you know just in time, just for yeah. me. You know. <clears throat> what better way to make feedback timely and, and you know, learning sometimes goes off piece in the lesson as well like, yeah don't, kids are kids right so they might ask a random question so you can so easily follow i mean you will anyway right but because the tools are so quick and easy now you can then quickly generate it and boom yeah and you can still check that understanding it's yeah. so so helpful right and i think also now is you know this this genie is out of the box it's, it's there our kids are using it they're all over it. So now it's our, we're, we're duty bound to make sure that they use it effectively. You know, I'm in a school where they're all EAL in a sense. You know, Arabic is their first language. Yeah. Uh, their English is phenomenal. But you have to remember that's still their second language. Yeah. And like all of these AI checkers, or they're, they're biased towards EAL students. So you get like um, false positives. And that's not fair on the kids. No. You know, you know your kids, so you know when they've used it. Teacher radar. Teacher yeah, radar. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but at some point, it's going to be really hard to decipher the difference. But you know, the way you know, if you if you're an Arabic speaker and the way you construct sentences from Arabic to English, there is a there's a jar in the way the sentence is created, which yeah, yeah, if that suddenly disappears, you might there'd be red flags. So you have those conversations. Say this is what you need to use it for. And I can't remember whose research it was, but it's talking about one-to-one -one tutoring is the most powerful way. That's Bloom's two signal problem, that is. Yeah, and he said, yeah, sorry. And they said that you could, it's, it's never cost-effective before, but suddenly with AI, every kid has got a tutor yeah. on their phone, on their laptop, on their device, with them when they're revising, when they're studying. And the beauty of AI is that it, it never gets annoyed, it never gets frustrated, it never has to do something else. And if you ask it again and again and again and again, until you understand it, it's never going to go, why are you not getting this? You know, it, it has the patience of a saint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like, and the, the talking function of ChatGPT4, where you can have a conversation with it, it's mind-blowing. And that'll be Siri, and that'll be Google Assistancy. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah. kids will be walking around with this going, hey, can you tell me about photosynthesis? Yeah, no, I don't get it. Can you tell me again? No, I still don't get it. Oh, now I get it, thank you. You know, so you can have that. So you need to allow your students to use it effectively as a tool to improve their learning. And, and the issue now is going to be that our exam boards, our, our you know, examiners are not going to catch, are not catching up. That's yeah, the yeah, you know. So IB Digital Society, their IA, they have to do a 10 minute presentation. When they've thought of this, you know, they're, they're imagining kids on Canva, yeah. putting all their images in, writing their script, narrating their script. And I reckon within about six to eight months, they're going to be able to just click on AI and say, yeah. this is my 
script. What images do I need? How am I going to produce this? And then it'll actually probably produce it. Uh, this, this brings about a whole new uh, conversation about in the future of assessment, the future yeah. of education, all that sort of stuff. However, we haven't got time for that. We haven't got time for that today. <laughs> uh, please do catch up with Ivan on social media, Mr. E L. M I S T E R E L, I believe that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, it's Mr. L, yeah. Yeah, Mr. L. Uh, Ivan Langton, Sultan School Oman uh, in Muscat. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Insights live from the Vet Arena on the Netsport stands. Thank you for joining us. Please do follow Ivan thank and uh, connect. Thank you very much. Cheers. Amazing. Cheers. Bye bye.